Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Slowly let go of me, I think you're brutal my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here! Martini, shaken, not stirred. The force will be with you always. Avengers, assemble in the red corner. Standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds. Is the Eclectic Collective. We are here. We are the Eclectic Collective. I'm Ryan. I'm Matt. I'm Scoots. I'm Brian. I'm Micah. I'm Josh. Your turn, Jim. Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I'm the one who messed it up. (laughs) That's all right. That was last. So that's a good thing. Hey, we are coming live. You think we are quarantined, but really in just in a big house right now. And we're just in separate rooms. Yeah, we call it the Eclectic (laughs) Collective House. Yeah, something like that. We got uh, tigers and everything out in the backyard. We're tiger <laughs> going. We're just ready. So today is a Joe Exotic. Get back in your cell. <laughs> today we are going to do something special. We are going to be talking about. If you can tell, I'm hyper. Get hype. What mm-hmm. makes you pumped up? What gets you motivated? Music, movies, life stories, and anything that gets you pumped. And how do you stay motivated? Matt, let me ask you a question. What is your definition of getting hype? Like, what gets? What's your motto for that? I I will say anything that gives me the tinglys <laughs> in the moment to where I just I can't sit down anymore. I have to get up and do something. Yeah. You know those goosebumps? Those go that like just when you hear like that one note in that mm-hmm. song, or you see that one part in a movie, or whatever, and then you just have goosebumps all up and down your neck. Kind of like whenever you first time you heard the Rocky theme, you just wanted to get up and start boxing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah definitely. <laughs> definitely. What about the rest of you guys? Like, what do y'all, what, I mean, what do y'all define as getting hyped? So for me, it's mostly music. Um, and I think of um, like my workout mix. Um, and I can't tell you. So I have, everybody's probably got their own, their own workout mix that it's, that's more aggressive or mm-hmm. more lively than a, a standard mix of music. And but even when you make that uh, that that playlist um, that gets you pumped up throughout your whole workout, yeah. there's still those few songs that come across in that playlist that that seem to like hit that nerve and really pump you up and really mm-hmm. get you going and like touch on uh, nostalgia or a fond memory or something mm-hmm. that it just there's some kind of emotional connection there that um really just gets you a lot makes brings you alive and uh that's funny you said that because i was just literally thinking and you might agree with this i don't even have to like the band if it's a song that got me hyped in my day i'm all for it kind of emotional connection 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's getting hyped right now. From I'm, I'm I'm having uh, technical difficulties. All right, I'm good. I'm I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this story. I twice in my life this has happened. Um, you know, uh, we all work out, struggle with weight. We do our thing. We do what we got to do. Uh, I can't, I can't be an Adonis like you, Ryan. Okay. I just, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of us are just not, don't have those perfect genes. Um, I didn't want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> but this has happened to me twice. You've been in your work, you, you're in your workout and things are kind of, you know, they're getting tough and you're like, Oh Jesus, just let this be over, please. And it's just, you're hurting and you're tired and you're ready to go take a shower and go lay down on the couch. And, uh, you, but you really know you need to get to that last little bit and you need that song or something that's just going to motivate you and get you going. Mm-hmm. Twice it's happened in my life. I'm at the end of my workout. I need just a couple more minutes. And the final countdown by Europe came on <gasps> at the very end of my workout. And I, I can't tell you how alive I came because I was like, that was like the perfect hype song and of course you know i can't go a podcast without me and jim talking a little bit of wrestling that was the perfect hype song for ricky steamboat and rick flair and their final one oh lord yeah anyways but yeah that's okay okay so outside of movies and music uh going to wrestling Mm -hmm. uh i can remember I can remember two times watching WWF. F. Real uh, wrestling. Federation. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, when I got really pumped was when the f- the first one was when I'm I hearing first somebody's saw- feedback. I don't have anything on. Yeah, I don't have anything on. Oh, yeah. I don't have anything. Right, somebody doors, Jim. It's not mine. I turned, I turned all my stuff off. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. Uh, was uh, you know what? Three times. First time I saw uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, do the switch where you know he's getting beaten, and then all of a sudden he turns and he <laughs> oh, like yeah. every time you hit him, it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. The second time was when I first first saw Ultimate Warrior run down to the ring and come in and just like all over the ring, mm-hmm. and then the third time was when I first saw Undertaker rise up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. I like yeah. That is just those are those moments where you like we as a kid, you're just like oh, like oh my and plus like Undertaker, you know, when I was little, he was like, you know, young and new. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, he didn't really associate with good or bad. It right. was just like he was what he was. You and know, uh, when he rose up, like you're just like, yeah. What about like when the glass broke when uh, Stone Cold oh, came yeah. out? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt, you hit a good point, man. I remember being a kid and uh, watching Honky Tonk Man and Ultimate Warrior was the surprise opponent. And man, when his music hit and he ran out, you couldn't help but as a kid like jump up and down and get hyped. Oh, man. But anyways, that is yeah, hit a good point. <laughs> Well, about how, how about since, since we're on wrestling, how about how about I, I, I know you don't like it, Micah, so just be quiet. Oh, no, um, I like the wrestling that we're talking about right now is the wrestling that I liked. I'm just playing. Um, 
But how about that? those moments? Because you know how life is with wrestling. We all have our opinions and how things could have been better, worse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what about those moments in wrestling when things actually go your way? Like, this would be perfect if that happened. And then, oh, my God, they did it. You just get really Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say specifically one of those, if, since it's not entrance music, but a moment – in a match that got me super pumped when it happened was years ago. It was Undertaker and Yokozuna in a casket match. And Yokozuna put, got Undertaker in the casket. And then Undertaker shows up on the big Tron. Then a bolt of lightning hits the screen. And then he comes down from a screen. And I'm like, that was a Royal Rumble. I remember that. Yes, that was awesome. So, guys, let me ask you a question. Let's get into it right now. Let's start with uh, let's start with movies because I think we can all agree that we love movies. Who let Josh on? By the way, (laughs) (laughs) I I have found his way on there. I guess I don't know. I have to take responsibility. Matt keeps inviting him. I don't know why. You know what, Ryan? I'll haunt your nightmares and just get over it. I'm not going anywhere anytime And before soon. we get started, everyone say hi to Kira. Hi, hey, Kira. Kira. Kira, how are you? Thanks for watching. Hi, Kira. Right, so let's get into movies. Okay. I'm ignoring you, Josh. So what <laughs> movies right now? And uh, Josh, you know what? I'll start with you since uh, you're uh, the movie person. But okay. uh, <laughs> what is some of your hype movies, like something that just gets you real excited? Oh, Oh God, I can talk for hours on that. Uh, I'm gonna have to break it down to the first ones that pop in my mind. Um, some of the, I have some old ones. I have some new ones. Uh, there's a lot of, I hate to say, it, a lot of sports movies, but not yeah. just sports movies. Just anything about the the Cinderella type story where they mm-hmm. have to come back, where they have to fight against all odds and stuff. Um, some of the old ones that reach out to me are like Rocky Four. I love Rocky Four. I mean, or any of the Rockies for that matter. Yeah. Um, except Rocky Five. I was not a fan of Rocky Five. Um, I don't think that movie should have been made. Uh, Stallone doesn't one, either. one of the more recent ones I'm and it pumps me up every time is the movie Warrior. I love. Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. That movie. It's a great story. It's got a lot of emotion in it. But I ain't gonna lie. As soon as that movie's over, I'm like, all right, let's go hit the place. So, yeah, you know, speaking yeah. of Warrior, and I want to get everybody's, and that this might be a dumb question, but it leads into something. Uh, what do you think that is? Like, you know, that didn't do as well at the box office, I would think, as we imagine. But what do you think that is? Like, what left a lasting impression on you for that movie? I'll I, I tell you what, man. I, I'll tell you this. One thing that stood out to me about Warrior <laughs> was mm-hmm. their music choices. Yeah. You think, you think, a, you think a movie like that, would be your typical movie that does things like uh, Rocky or anything and right. have those pump up rock songs. And the national did most of the music uh, for that movie. And mm-hmm. they're like a, they're like a uh, Americana group. And you know, like when you hear that uh, music throughout the, everyone here saw the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. at the end when uh, he uh, basically, beat his brother but his brother wasn't stopping he kept going mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you hear that the acoustic song playing mm-hmm. it was like yeah. a like it was like a softer moment instead of a pump up moment but it pumped me up still mm-hmm. because it was like it was more than the UFC or the martial arts that they were doing it was it became about family in that moment 
It's mm-hmm. a wonderful and, story. Um, well, also about the music, <laughs> the music, even though it was acoustic, it, if you remember, it's just kept on building. Yeah. It kept on building yeah, and building until the end. I mean, it just, it's like as it yeah. rose, our emotions rose with it. And then you had the you had the brother that dominated everybody, and then you had the brother that basically got his butt beat by everyone, but yeah. some came out winning the fights, and then put them two together. Like man, you just you. I don't think you could have picked a better way to end that movie. It was. Just, you know, it's it's funny you br- it's funny you bring up those. You're talking about sometimes there's moments in uh, movies where the mu- even the music is not necessarily big and uprise like you talk about acoustic but even going further than that and i'm surprised josh didn't bring this up because as long as i've known josh it's what what i've known josh to pump up him up more than anything were speeches in movies Mm -hmm, specifically even any given sunday he would always quote al pacino's speech and it would always start here and then end (laughs) here and I'm just like, yeah, because I, <laughs> and I, I don't know it's funny that you mentioned that. You know, Warrior, <laughs> real quick, speaking of Warrior, that was my first introduction to Tom Hardy. That made me even a bigger Tom Hardy fan. But, like, whenever him and his brother are sitting there having that conversation, and mm-hmm. the other brother, I think it was uh, Brendan, is that his name? Like, the character? Yeah, yeah. Like, he was just like, I don't get it. So, you'll forgive Pop, but you can't forgive me. And he goes... Well, you're just some old, you know, he's just some old vet. From what I hear, he means nothing to you either. So you got the balls to talk to me about forgiveness. I don't know what it was about that, but that scene just really just brought emotion and like, wow, these brothers are about to get really intense on their like yeah, past history. Yeah. I had to throw that out there. On I just think it's a wonderful story and it was totally it underappreciated. It is. I mean, that's one of those movies right there. And I think Matt's the one that actually turned me on to Warrior, but <laughs> when I first saw the preview for it, I was like, eh, cage fighting. I'm not going to watch that. I, to your I think point, that might have been part of it. Yeah. To your point, Matt, though, Warrior did a, a fantastic job of taking songs that, taken out of context, not necessarily would get you pumped. Um, but in the context of the setting, uh, did a fantastic job the way they used them and utilized yeah, them. Yeah. Exactly. Because, um, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people would, you know, agree that you go back and think of Rocky. I think the first thing you think about is the band Survivor. Uh, You know, of course, Survivor wrote Eye of the Tiger. Uh, Roger Hardison's already brought that up. Um, But but they also did Burning Heart on um, Rocky Four. Which, if I when I hear that, that's definitely on my workout mix. That whole um, soundtrack is amazing. Oh, the whole thing is amazing. But um, what was it? Uh, John Cafferty, I think, did Hearts on Fire. That, mm, the, that the, the montage, the, the <laughs> workout montage. Um, so that, that's another one. That, I mean, that, yeah, I think you're right around that whole soundtrack. Just I bet, I bet amazing. I can guess. Bri- I bet I can guess Scoots. Let's go ahead and guess it, shall we? All right. Are, are you ready for this? Bring it. Stand on your own. <laughs> no and no and surrender. surrender. It's, it's true. It's true. I want to say surrender. Awesome. I wanna, man, when I first saw that movie, I went outside, did so much karate. <laughs> Didn't know what you were doing, but you did you know, it anyway. Did it anyway. I swear, the, my my karate was the equivalent of Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what about some other movies, guys? Y'all jump in there, like uh, Matt. I, I know you I, said War. What about you, Matt? What's some of okay, your? Okay, so I have a when when like this was an easy list for me, but I'll just just so we're going in a flow. I'll just start with one. Um, a, a huge pump up for me. Uh, one is uh the part in Rockstar mm-hmm. where um he falls down the stage in his opening opening uh stand up and shout concert. well he does uh give yeah give me blood yes and, uh, like he he falls down the stage and then they look at him and they don't pick him up and then you see the guy go like this he goes you know again and then like all you see is like him looking around like oh my god what do i do and then the one part where the drummer goes like and then he lifts up his arms. He goes, yeah. And then uh, you hear him come out and go like, are you okay? And then everybody's in it. And then they go right into give me blood. And I'm like, that yes. is one of the most pumped up moments of any movie. And that rock star was a humongous flop for Mark Wahlberg. And it is like yeah. one of my favorite music movies. Uh, I love going back and watching that movie. Um, and I and I to be honest, oh, man, the, the soundtrack to that movie is a guilty pleasure. I love. Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Zach Wild fan. Um, I, I grew up on '80s metal, and for me, the Zach Wild is the epitome of what rock guitar should sound, rock lead guitar should sound like. I love his sound. <laughs> and for those who don't know, he's been the lead guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne pretty almost for the vast majority of his career. So. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but uh, he didn't start out that way, but it became that way, and he's been there I, for a long time. I built one of his guitars. Did you really? Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, bullseye guitar. Yeah, and I they even got pictures of me uh, presenting it to him because I was one of the builders on that guitar. The it was uh, not the Gibson; it was the Epiphone bullseye. Um, because he was a huge, he had, and forgive me, Zach Wild, because you were one of my heroes in the music world, but <laughs> he had one of the ugliest guitars because he had the SG top yep. Yep. with a flying V bottom. And I was just like, it literally looked like you cut two guitars in half and glued them together. And I was like, that is just one of the ugliest guitars <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Did Sean ever tell you the story about <laughs> uh, the pro- the two prototypes that they did for him? No. Uh, they they made two prototype guitars for him that were uh, supposedly super expensive that wound up you know getting scrapped and never put into production, but both guitars were like almost a hundred grand a piece, and one of them got lost. Oh my god! And they could they, they never and they never found oh, it. It didn't get lost. Oh, <laughs> someone found. No, it, it didn't. I, I asked Sean, so I was like, so. Um, How's that guitar going for you? <laughs> hey, hey. So I want to say a special shout out. I think it's the first time I've seen Ray. Ray, you're listening. Hey, Ray. Ray. We love you. Hey, girl. Hey girl. <laughs> uh, uh, Anna's watching too. <clears throat> Eye of the Tiger punched me up. Yeah. Your dad liked that song. Uh, so you know what movie pumps me up? And Josh, you hit it on it about sports. Field of Dreams. I mm. don't know what it is about that. I think mainly it's because of the critics that he withstood whenever they were telling him, if you build it, they will come. 
Mm-hmm. And people thought he was crazy. And then he just went ahead with his dream and built the diamond stadium. Yep. I love that. That's and what I'm saying. Any, any movie, any movie moment where it feels like people are being backed into a corner and then they fight their way back out mm-hmm. uh, against all odds. It just does it for me. I mean, me. and especially when, the, and I think, uh, Brian hit it on the head too. It has to do with the speeches, yes, because the speeches are very important. That's how you know words move mountains and stuff. But I think there's also moments where they, it's like the, it's like the combination, the story, the uh, the speeches, and when they add that perfect set of music right with it. I mean, these guys know what they're doing. Oh, I mean, yeah. they know how to get a rise out of us big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't know. There was and that movie right there would probably not be on many lists to be a hype movie, but it was just that one part. Like where his where it all came together and they just lined up cars just coming to his residence to see this diamond. Yeah. Um, Braveheart, Braveheart for me Ooh, is a hype movie. Dude. <laughs> Ooh, don't get me started. I was just oh. say Braveheart is the epitome of of hype speeches. Yeah. You know, epic, <laughs> epic movies in right. general, man, are so they all hype me up, dude. So I got but, a confession because and Josh and Matt are going to kill me, but I think it was one of them. So I didn't see Braveheart until about five years ago. Oh my god! <laughs> Never saw it. Like I just did not care. I love how like four if people. I could turn, if I could turn your camera off, I would. That's the thing. I just did not care. But mm. when I saw it, that emotion of his speech about freedom and everything, it brought tears to my eyes. Like that was just yeah. Mel Gibson alone. I love Mel Gibson. Talk about how crazy he is, but that just I tell that, you. That was, I tell you what about Braveheart, and like I'll I'll give Josh credit. Me and Josh stumbled upon this movie around the same time and talked to each other about it like a long long time ago and josh like even as a kid even as a kid josh pointed out the little things that i would have never noticed about that movie that got me more pumped about that movie like (coughs) the scene where um he's uh in revenge uh for his wife uh before he like cuts the guy's throat and uh, just the uh, what you would call it. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm forgetting the word. Um, you have Google. closure. Any movie we talk about or song, any kids out there watching, we are going to be mentioning some movies that are rated R and some mm-hmm. songs that are uh, mature audience only. So if you're watching right now, make sure that uh, if you're a kid under the age of 17, make sure you get permission from your parents and uh, to listen to or to watch any of these movies or songs. Disclosure. 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 Yes. Thank there you, you go. <laughs> uh, but, it, but that one scene in the movie, uh, all the little uh, traditions of uh, Irish tradition, like when they look down on someone or... Um, you know, how they react to certain moments without like, uh, uh, going, uh, over the edge, like these little Irish traditions of, uh, personality traits and stuff like that. Like Josh saw in these movies. And when he talked, like was talking to me about them, even as kids, like I would go back and I would look at like all these small parts and it would just get me more pumped up about like, I'm understanding more about movies. So that was like, that movie uh, like means more to me than just like the movie itself. It, it, yeah. it, it was like a turning point in me looking at more detail mm-hmm. in movies um, moving forward in my life. So 
Oh, hey, uh, Anna brought up a good one that I was going to bring up. Yeah. Uh, remember the Titans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but see that one goes back far for me, even to high school days, because we used to watch that movie, that one movie, but every Friday before it's. But, but that's that movie gets hyped on a on another level because you've got <gasps> of course. You've, you've got the uh, the whole society and race mm-hmm. war going mm-hmm. on, Absolutely. and you've got that it all. <laughs> It's all going on in the overall arc story of the movie, but then it, it's it's boiled down into uh, how we can fix this, yeah. starting with one football team. Yeah. Right. And, and that's just the story alone. I don't even need the yeah. music. Just that story alone and how that all culminates. And, yeah. you know, and how many uh, – I mean, gosh, man, uh, what was the – what were the two uh, leaders? The I'm blanking on the names. The two people who were the leaders on the team. Um, left side, strong yeah, left side. side, left side, strong side. Who were the? I can't remember oh, the characters' names. See, um, hey man, you said something I can't remember. But who didn't cry when your boy got hurt in that car wreck? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, oh my god, yeah. and didn't give up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Love I can it. connect Julius. One movie. of them's name was Julius. I remember oh. that. Wait, what movie, Josh? Yeah. Uh, uh, another football movie. Um, when you hear the chanting of Rudy at the last game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When, Rudy. when Rudy. they're trying to get him out on the field. Oh, my God. That movie, that moment. I'm just like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's a prime example of a movie that really didn't need music either. Um, it was fantastic. The story, the build of the story alone, and that mo- just to that one moment is just incredible. And that's yeah, knowing that that's a true movie. story. Go ahead, All right. Matt. So, so Kira brought up uh, a prime example of like moments in movies that get you pumped. And that oh, was, oh, yeah, when, this uh, one's gonna be super oh, yeah. pumped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully but when uh, Captain America got Thor's hammer. Mjolnir, Mjolnir, ultimate pump, right oh there. Oh my god! We watched. I think one of us shared the uh, crowd reaction video, yeah. which yeah. was just the same way we were. We're oh my god! Yeah. Okay, yeah. see, like okay, right there, right there. It made it more pumped because of reactions of other people. Yeah, yes. like some some things like. Like just need that. This is why I can't watch wrestling right now because I think no you crowd, need the crowd. is just you need the, the creepiest crowd. thing I've ever seen. It's too it is. I actually it is watched eerie. I actually watched because we air SmackDown on my station on Fridays, and I actually watched a little bit of it because I was curious without the crowds yesterday. And I was like, this is okay. like watching really bad soap opera. Yeah. Like not, like, not only not only is it bad for the viewer. But it's bad for the wrestlers because it throws their timing off because they are programmed to respond to crowd reaction. Yes. And Mm -hmm. when you don't have that there, your timing is just blown. That's part of the dance. Yeah, it is. I mean, like dancing without music. Yeah. So I know y'all went and saw Endgame more than once. Was the reaction to that moment the same every time every 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 single time (laughs) it's like okay so when i watch the movie apollo 13 yeah okay yeah every time i watch that movie and they they're coming home and they go into blackout 
for I have know, three minutes. Down, Micah. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Every time I know exactly what happens. I've seen the movie 20 billion times. I still get goof- goosebumps and a tear rolls down my eye when Tom Hanks says, this is Apollo 13 checking in. Like yeah. I just, every time it's, yeah. it's just, it's just how it is. You just, I, it's I agree, feeling. man. It's, but see, that's genius in directing too. Like yeah. when you have those moments where it's just like, you, you don't know if it's, you know, going to happen or not. And like, they hold out long enough to the point where you're like irritated, like something happened, either they're dead or they're not. And then right. all of a sudden they come out and then the music, like the music at that moment too, just makes it like all better. Yep. And the same, I get the same feeling when the hammer lifts up and flies oh, yes. over the captain. Oh, <laughs> man, man, those warm and tinglys have not yes. gone away yet. And I no. still, you know, that's not the only scene I get that too. I finally, I get it from when they all come out when, you know, on your left, on your left, on your left, the door he says on I'm, your left. It's just uh, like, oh, the, the, entire montage, and then, the entire montage of the whole yeah. build up to the fight And then scene. when he finally says, <laughs> Avengers. Yes. Assemble. After they've teased it. Through oh, twenty yeah. something movies, yes, you finally well, you get know, it. It's amazing. The entire from when they said on your left to the very end of the battle, there was a bunch of like pump up scenes. Like even yeah. for the female empowerment, there was a female empowerment yes. pump up. Well, part. let's be honest, that whole montage was crap. Was fan service. <coughs> oh, all the things we've all wanted. In one montage because of Infinity War, because Infinity War like broke our hearts. Oh, dude, Infinity War just beat us down. It was a gut punch like none other. Once again, coming back from all odds. (laughs) Which was the worst to leave us with for so long. (laughs) Have you ever had a Have you ever had a very subtle moment in a movie that kind of pumped you up without any music or anything spectacular, but just something about the way somebody said something? Easy. The uh, gladiator went right when he turned his head to uh, talk to the king. When he was like, "You will remove your helmet and tell me who you are," and he's My like, "Maximus Decimus Meridian." Decimus Meridian. And at that point, he was like, "Oh snap!" Oh snap! Okay. <laughs> I've got. I've got. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, I was going to say I have a very subtle one. Um, has everyone here seen JFK? Oh yeah. Lord! Back and to the left. Back well, actually, it's left. during that. During the final court scene, um, when Kevin Costner is going on that really long, you know, closing statement and everything, you know, in real life, when he did the statement, uh, he actually broke down into tears. It was not planned. Um, he just he just started crying right there in the middle of the take and they just kept rolling while he kept going. And then the l- very last thing he says, uh, there's no music. There's no rise up. Actually, as soon as he says it, it's dead quiet in the scene. Yeah. But he looks directly at the camera. And he says he was, he's talking about how as people in America or in general, we need to find we need to challenge people of power. We need to find out uh, what the truth is and what people are hiding from us. And then he looks right at the camera and says, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And then he walks away. And something about that was like when I first saw that movie, I was like, I got to get to a library. I got to get to a library. I got to read right now. And I, did, okay. I went to the public library the next day. Anybody knows anything about me knows I am a JFK conspiracy nutball. Oh, we can um, days, dude. So I just that is my number one rewatch movie of all time. When I've got to stay at home, I will watch that movie a million times over. 
Um, how about this one though? I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different direction. So you're talking about subtle things that get you hyped. Um, everybody here remember the Brandon Fraser movie School Ties? Oh, yeah. so you remember the moment everybody knows what that was all about he was jewish growing up he felt like you know he was told he had to hide it because he went to a christian school and he had to hide the fact he was jewish because people were very uh you know discriminatory towards jewish people at that place at that right. time and uh that the moment uh when he is fed up and he's standing in the rain going I'm here. Are y'all coming? Mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. Bring mm-hmm. it. Oh man, that ooh just creeps up my spine every time I see that scene. <laughs> I don't watch that you know long. that mm-hmm. a scene like that for me is that one in West Wing. I don't know if you've seen it. You guys have all seen West Wing, but where Josh oh, yeah. they put Josh on the sidelines and he that that guy doesn't show up to the dinner, and so he pulls over in that cab and he screams out at Congress, "You want a piece of me?" Oh yeah. Here. That that does the same thing to me. You know, it's just a subtle moment. Talking about scenes, one that uh I remember very, very clearly, and Matt, we saw this one. So, and we need a show on after credit scene, but (laughs) me really pumped for the next one was at the very end of Fast and Furious Six. Whenever Jason Statham came out of the car Mm. and he just read, yeah. Just, you know, we finally see what happened. to Well, we thought we saw what happened to Han. But, and he just rings and he goes, Dominic Toretto, you don't know me, but you're about to. And then it just yeah. cuts black. Oh, that made me so hyped, ready for the next Fast and Furious. What about, uh, um, what about um, old school? I'm going to go old school on you because I'm a big Gene Hatman fan. Um, uh, Hoosiers. Yeah, uh, love that. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite basketball. It's, it's a comeback story for the coach, not yeah. the, not necessarily yeah. the team. Right? It, it kind of is for the team, but it's more or less a comeback story for the coach, who's kind of you know done some bad stuff, and uh, he he's got another shot at glory, and so uh, he wants to do it right. But he's a tough coach, and so there's that you know turmoil, that struggle between them. Man, every time I watch that movie, I get hyped. It's kind of mm-hmm. old school. It's got I don't. I don't even know if it's got been upgraded to HD yet or not. Still holds but, it's, true it's, today. but it still oh, yeah. holds true. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it, it's just an old gritty movie. But man, is it good! I yeah. love it. I yeah, have speaking an of wall. now, go ahead, Michael. No, I'm just saying. Speaking of Gene Hackman movies that give me hype, mm-hmm. is the replacements. I was yeah. going to bring that up, but I was going to yeah. bring it up because that's kind of a. It's a different type of hype because it's a comedy, well, and. Man, it, it does. It gets me hyped, too. It gets me hyped because it's it's about nobodies who become somebodies who are still nobodies. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does you make know, sense. It's, it's a bunch of nobody who come together as a team who end yeah. up winning and getting to go to a championship. And then, nope, they just replace them. And they're done. And they're done. Yep. That's what I mean about the comeback stories. It's about the the, the ordinary people in extraordinary situations that rise up in the moments that many of us say, you know, on the, on the sidelines, man, I could have done that. But then if you're put in that moment, could you, if you were really presented with the opportunity, these people did it. And that's why they aspire to be our heroes and stuff. And that's why we get pumped about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say like, uh, there, there's also some movies that, uh, that in that, 
I like I've always dreamed about like doing, but I just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, hip hop dance movies. I know that's weird and out of my personality, but are you about to I, go bring it on on us? I mean, really? <laughs> no, not no, bring he's it gonna on. go bring it on that, to cheerleading movie. That, that <laughs> da- he's gonna, he's gonna go that go dance stop movie. The yard. He knows he's gonna, go, so well. he's gonna stop the yard. Stop the yard. <laughs> hey, stop the yard, dude. If you've never seen it, watch seen it. You it. might not I, like I've dancing or anything, but it's got some pump. It's got some pump up parts. It's not my cup of tea. I've seen it. It's just, it's not my thing. But uh, but no, like uh, when you have like I, I'm I don't have a single I don't have like a single one because I love like all the step ups. I love Stomp the Yard, but like any like hip hop dance, and I've watched random hip hop dance battles on YouTube, like real life stuff. And it's always something I've wanted to do, but have never been able to do it because I've just never been that coordinated to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, growing up, I've never had the guts to even try. So who knows? But like (laughs) when I watch stuff like that and like it all goes back to crowd reaction. Yeah. Like when they do a move that comes out of nowhere or they do something that was like seemed impossible. And like it goes back to uh, it also goes to like you have that you have that person that defies the moment when uh when that snowboarder that sean guy that redhead sean guy when he actually when he did the first 360 in the winter olympics however many years ago and like the way the crowds and the way that the people react uh the uh newscasters or whatever reacted in the moment when he first did that first 360 uh doing the half pipe Mm-hmm. Or whatever, like you mean the, in that moment, probably the ten eighty, huh? Probably the ten eighty. Okay, thank you, Tony Hawk. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> well, whatever. I, I would imagine a three sixty was pretty easy on a snowboard for most people. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you did a three sixty? Let's uh, wait for it. I was waiting for it. Bam! Just did it. <laughs> But no, I mean it's those it's those moments like when you actually get to see him and when you actually get to watch him and see him in person, uh, and you see it live and like uh, those def- defying moments, like whether it be live sports, like mm-hmm. uh, when uh, uh, Josh, help me out. Who did who did the run? Uh, Jay Graham. When Jay Graham did the run down the sideline. Best Tennessee balls like, for you non-balls fans out there, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When he did the run down the sideline and you were watching that game live, you <laughs> like you were all over the house. Or yes. when uh, when they beat uh, Florida State for the national championship, uh, or, you know, really anybody. That, I know whole, everybody that whole season, that whole season, they went undefeated and won the national championship. My gosh. I agree with was you. That the, look at the Music City Miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. That the Music City, City Miracle. Yeah. Was that the same year that Peerless caught a 70-yard touchdown on a broken ankle? Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Sure it was. So, Matt, you hit a good point. Uh, me and you must have uh, kind of been on the same wavelength about hip-hop type stuff. I mean, look at 8 Mile. Remember whenever we saw that? Oh, man. Nuts at the end, like his uh, his rap battle. I mean, I love 8 Mile. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I love 8 Mile. I love think 8 Mile. That right there had so many hype moments, but that ending rap That song gets me. The title, the title track. The title track. But I mean, yeah, 8 Mile, like what Matt says, I got to definitely go for that. Because like hip-hop movies, like, I mean, and I agree. 
even the dance movies like Step Up, Stomp yeah. the Yard, and everything. They yeah, do. Kira, Kira brought up Save the Last Dance with uh, Julia Stiles. That's Matt's um, favorite movie. <laughs> um, but uh, Anna brought up uh, Unforgiven, the Western. Oh, I love that movie. Wow, Anna. That is all a- right. So, okay, but I'm curious, Anna, if you could reply, can you can you give like that is so off the wall, but I dig it because I freaking love that movie. Can you tell us, uh, like what about that movie, like or what part of that movie pumped you up? Because I can think of one. Yeah, I got one. I got you, one. We probably down, have Josh. the same, Ryan. Why don't you go Mike. ahead and <laughs> mine. Mine is the is the ending. Like whenever he's in the uh, after Morgan Freeman has been, you know, yeah, just how he was whenever he was talking to Gene Hackman and just the speech that he gave also like right before uh, he discovered that Morgan Freeman was dead. Just that whole scene alone, that right there, just so hyped whenever he just. Any man that doesn't want to get shot better go out the back door. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know if that's what y'all are thinking, but yeah, that scene. Actually, the one I was going to say was right before that. The entire movie, he denied any drink that was given to or try to offer him. Mm-hmm. And what does he do when he finds out what happens? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say a word. He just takes a bottle of whiskey. And while that girl's talking to him, he's just drinking ever mm-hmm. so slowly. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be bad. I mean, you're right. And like just that scene when he's talking to that kid, whenever the kid finally confessed that he just killed his first person. Yeah. I guess he had it coming. Well, we all had it coming, kid. Like that just gives me chills thinking about it. Matt, was that the scene you were thinking of? Yeah, that's the thing I was thinking of. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Like I agree. And Anna, I think she says she got off to get lunch. So I need to, Mm. we need to ask her about that. I'm curious. What about Tombstone? Oh. oh my God, Tombstone! Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that right scene, there. The scene with like the cup. epitome of ba-edness. I can't say the real word, but you know. Right. No, yeah. I don't know. Scene, I like it. So the one part where he goes, "I'm coming, and hell's coming with me." Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like that, and Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's Doc Holiday is the best Doc Holiday. Hands down. Yes, hands down. down. I think he that's one of his best down. roles. There, there is no other Doc Holiday to me but Val like, Kilmer. I've seen right. Gunfight at the OK Corral. I saw Wide Earp. I saw Tombstone. I've Tombstone's seen my favorite West. One of my favorite Westerns. That have Doc yes. Holiday, but Val Kilmer perfect and kurt russell was perfect as oh yeah oh yeah yeah he was (laughs) like i was talking about the scene with the cup where he's like you know uh the guy from alien does the fat and terminator does the fast he's like yeah oh dude he just you know uh you you know thinking about thinking about kurt russell and unforgiven and going back to like our uh our cult classic uh talks we don't have actors today that can make characters their own anymore. No. Like you could take an actor like Kurt Russell, put him in a comedy or put him in an action movie or put him in a Western and he will make every single character something different and something that is his own. And we just don't have that today. So I wonder, I wonder, well, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's, we don't have the actor. I think we have the actors. What about Tom Hardy? Yes, Tom Hardy is phenomenal. Yes. I think we have the actors. I don't think they're yeah. getting the I don't think we have the writers anymore. I don't think we have the writers, and I don't think we have 
the, the opportunities for them to do that because I think there used to be in a lot of entertainment, there used to be a little bit more freedom yeah. Um, to, yeah. to hone and develop a character. Whereas a lot of it is dictated like to an nth, to the nth degree nowadays to a certain well, extent. Well, and I think a lot of writers these days now, instead of writing a, a part and thinking multiple people could play this part, uh-huh. they just go, you know what? I'm going to write a story and, and, and the person I'm getting is the rock or yeah. the person I'm getting is Tom Hardy. Yeah. The person I'm getting is this like, cause well, they, they, they write now for actors and not for characters. See for Correct. Also, real Correct. quick, like, and Matt, you might agree or disagree, or y'all might all. I with Kurt Russell, man, like I could leave his movie and he carried the movie for me. Nowadays, I don't think we have actors that carry the movies anymore. <laughs> but that, but uh, but I mean, yeah, I would disagree with that. I, I think disagree. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt could do that. No way, no, no Chris yes. Pratt, no. <laughs> I do. I think I think he could do it. No, no, because I, I thought he was the worst character in the Magnificent Seven movie. Oh, I didn't. I thought that whole movie was trash. Yeah, I I, but I thought he was like his character. I like the original. I thought they. I thought they literally took <clears throat> Star Lord and put him in Magnificent Seven. Like, like yeah. he didn't do anything new to his character to yeah. really make. I didn't me really. It's care just for like what's. It's like what's his face and it's Dominic Tur- uh, Toretto oh, and Ben Diesel and Ben Diesel and every, Diesel movie, and every movie he's in. Hold on, yeah, I have except for Pitch Black and uh, but um, yeah, Pitch Black. Well, Pitch Black is where he got his start, wasn't it? Isn't that where he got started? Uh, I think. I don't. I think, I think Fast and Furious more. blew him up. Yeah, but I but think I he thought, had some other stuff before that. I could be really? wrong though. Okay, I, I don't know for sure. I, don't I can't remember. remember. But I, dis- I, dis- I disagree with that with that theory in general. I think we have the actors. I think we do have the talent that can do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're getting the opportunity to do it. I don't think they're, I don't like I he said, like he's like Micah said, they're writing for an actor. They're not writing a character. And, um, and, an then, actor. and then, and then getting, and then trying to find the best person to portray this character. I'm creating this character. I'm writing this character and I'm, I'm going to draft him without thinking of anybody else. And then I'm going to go find the perfect person to portray that character and i think we don't have i don't that's the part i think we're missing i agree i I think there's an actor out there that no one's mentioned yet that from the start has carried his own movies and even to this day he still carries his own movies um denzel washington oh yeah see that's that's okay yeah but but still see to me he's he's at the age where i would put him with kurt russell and all them so yeah 100 percent. i love denzel he's still making movies though i mean he's well yeah kurt russell is too but like that's like a generation like even today (laughs) kurt russell look at him in hateful eight and then in uh guardians of the galaxy 2 like He's like his. He can make every character his own. It's like he's. He, he'll probably still do that until he's like eighty years old. He's so I good. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it is a generational thing. I, I can buy into that. I don't well, think it is. I don't I, think I it think, is. I think Kira though, she made a good point on here that a lot of people, all all Hollywood's doing a lot right now is just doing remakes, yeah, remakes and sequels. It's yeah. not in. It's not original stuff anymore. Nope. I mean. And the, the original, original stories stuff is we get, RT or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the original stories we're getting are, are, I don't know. I think they lack certain things to make them great. Like yeah. the Greatest Showman is probably one of the best original stories, I think, in a long time. Yeah, I loved it because I can take it 
for what it is. And I, I, I didn't go into that thinking it's going to tell me the true life story right. of P.T. Barnum. Uh, and oh, that well. leads into a pump up moment. Okay, this go ahead. Me. Go ahead. Yes. yes. That's oh, where I was going with that. If my wife were here right now, when we went to saw that, we went and saw it in the theater, she danced, sang her way out of the theater after that song. I mean, because man, was that a hype song. But see, like the beauty of that, which it's now my favorite musical of all time, is mm-hmm. that every like that had some of the best music. Even um, what was uh, Hugh Jackman's last song? Going back to where he went, he was going back to get his from wife. Now on, from now on, I love that from song. Now on. Yes. From now on, I'm like, from oh my god, on. the way that song builds up, I'm getting like goosies thinking about Goosey. now. That's a hype song. Yes, that is, is a hype song. So. I want to get into something before we get into music, because I know I've got a lot of Star Wars fans, especially on this podcast. What hype moments in Star Wars can y'all bring out right now that just made y'all the hype? greatest the one opening ever? Opening of the crawl is yes. like the mm-hmm. ultimate but, hype moment. Like when you hear that, that is the ultimate hype moment in cinematic history. Agree. Yeah. For me, I don't think there's ever been a movie that once that begins. Like you just know you're about to get excited. Oh, I, I don't think there'll ever be another movie that has that yeah. kind of opening. It's that's the only movie in history to pump you up with words. Yeah, yeah. Not even yeah. Like, so and that's the thing. Uh, no characters. No <laughs> not even like when I see the Marvel, you know, the symbols, the deep, whatever, and that does get me excited. But I will admit, and I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. But Star Wars, that alone is just gets anybody hyped. I don't care. Yeah. And Matt, See, I like you now, it. Ryan. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, I tell you what. I mean, other than episodes one through three, but like, even with those, man, like you couldn't help. Well, made me come over there. <laughs> well, Josh said it, man. John Williams. The yes. king yeah. of the king of John Williams, king of man. soundtracks. He's yeah, like, my favorite composer. He is my favorite. By far, my favorite. Yeah, he is definitely like childhood. And Ray just brought up a good point. Yes. When Darth Vader says, I am your father. father. Oh my gosh. When I first saw that, that was just unbelievable. I'll add on. I'll add on to that. Like, all right. So when Darth Vader says, I'm your father. And then in Phantom Menace, Mm -hmm. like it or not, when the doors open and Darth Maul is standing right there. I was just about to say that. For me, it's it's when Luke's doing the trench run and he's like, okay. the force. great shot, so, kid. That was one in a million. Yeah, so dude. We're on Star Wars right now. Is anybody watching their current season of Clone Wars? Yes. I was four episodes in and was very disappointed, so I decided to stop and watch it when it's all done. Okay. Um, the, the episode that came out yesterday. Yeah, I've heard the Siege of Mandalore is supposed to be super epic. Oh, you talking about a hype moment. I was hyped. You can ask Doris. No spoilers. I was, I was, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not spoiling anything. But at the end of it, I was like getting hype, getting hype because it's a, it's a multi-part series they're on right, right now. And so I was like, oh my God, it's going to go. It's going to. And then they, they they leave you on a huge cliffhanger. And I'm like, ah, I had, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched Clone Wars, but I guess I, I love it. It's getting, uh, it starts, this season started slow. But it's, it's it's gotten really good. Hey, before we move to music, I told you I, you'd like it, Jim. I love it, man. I love I'd it. I'd like to hear. Watch uh, 
That's uh, next. This is good. That's next. And Mike, sorry, Matt, shut ahead. up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Matt, go ahead. Uh, so uh, Rebels is really good, Jim. You should really. <laughs> Somebody use <laughs> this mic. Somebody use this mic. Now, uh, I want to hear more from uh, uh, Pedigo and Scoots. Like, what movies? Yeah. Uh, what movies got y'all pumped? I, I think nope. Brian Pedig- left. I was just saying, I think Pedigo Pedig- 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 oh, yeah. left. He uh, he had to go do something real quick. <laughs> All right, Scoots. <coughs> well, um, I mean, as I kind of I, as far as movies went, I kind of put in most of what my movies were. We're all usually sports related. Um, you know, remember the Titans when I brought up earlier. Um, and what, Josh, are you all right? You got a hand raised there. <laughs> I, I got another one that's not sports related, but I'll wait. Nobody cares. We want to hear Scoot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, mom's watching. Let's sing happy birthday. Oh, yeah, let's go. No. Oh, happy birthday to you. We're not all singers. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear mom. Happy birthday to you. All off scene. All off key. All off sync. We weren't even singing together. Hey, really? Hey. Less on key. Hey, it's the it's the way we did it, the matter. The <laughs> it's the thought that counts, Jim. Scoots, <laughs> Josh, what were y'all what were y'all saying? Josh, go ahead. What was it you were bringing up non sports yeah, related? Uh non sports movie. Uh and if you've ever seen the movie, you know where I'm going with this. In the movie with Jet Li, the one. Oh, yeah. There's oh, a yeah. Where somebody says to him, it was like the perfect mash of uh, saying something, story moment, music moment. And they picked the song. And I was a fan of the song before it came out, but not as much as I was after. This guy looks at him and says, are you ready? And Jet Li says, are you? And then all, all you hear is, oh, wow. And then it's yeah. like, <laughs> wipes the floor of people. I love that. So there, I don't know if we brought this up or not, and this is not sports related. Um, but the the title track to the movie series really gets me motivated, and that's Indiana Jones. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. To hear that theme alone gets me hyped and ready. It also kind of gets me disappointed for uh, the fourth movie, but we won't go there right now. Yeah. Um, there was a fourth yeah, one? Please don't. <laughs> we'll just I stick mean, with the uh, first three, um, but uh, and I'm excited if they could ever get five made. But um, but yeah, just hearing that theme song and going back and watching that the going back and watching that trilogy, um, <laughs> it gets me hyped. Hey, Pedigo, what are yes. what are some more movies that get you hyped, man? This is kind of weird, but Jaws. Ooh. Yeah, I love one. Jaws. Oh, you just, oh. You just woke Ryan up. You just yeah. woke Ryan up. It's a shock movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you yeah. did. It's, it's always about the end. The end oh. of the movie is just, <laughs> it makes me want to go. What day is it? Now. I think it's Tuesday. No, I think it might be Wednesday. No, you're right. I think it's Tuesday. Man. <laughs> I tell you right. a weird one. I tell you a weird, a weird movie that gets me pumped. Um, just because I'm huge into horror films is Freddy versus Jason when they finally meet. Oh yeah, I actually that's my time. favorite. Like I one of those horror movies. I love that movie. I love yeah. it. Now I'm gonna tell you right now. Great. 
Jason, yeah. Jason in space that you could, that's a oh. garbage. Oh, God. We, oh, could yeah. T- yeah, we could take that throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Freddie versus Jason, there was, Absolutely. there was no true ending to it either, nope. which was so great. I love yep. the way they well, did. That. And it's, yeah. I loved it because it was two of my favorite horror, like, absolutely. Yeah. Horror characters. And, as the same, I always well. would have been like, huh, I wonder what that'd be like. <laughs> And while Matt subs his little chubby funny face over there trying to make it sound like it's, you know, crap. No, because, yeah, and it was right now, it's honestly one of the, it's two of the only characters you really could have written together. Right. Because I've gone back and I've tried to actually think how they could keep going with this. And there's really no other way unless you keep Freddy Krueger in it. And deal with nightmares. Jim, I'll give you five bucks if you turn Matt's camera off right now. <laughs> five bucks, dude. Oh, I'll Venmo Lord. it to you right now. <laughs> so go on, Matt. Why don't you tell this us is a discussion for sociopaths right now. <laughs> Matt, oh, why don't you go ahead and have, tell us how do you want to build a snowman really gets you going? <laughs> We're all waiting go. to hear it. <laughs> Hey, if that moment oh. doesn't get you pumped, I don't know what does. Oh, oh. Here, how about this? How about this? P- picture Sylvester Stallone turning his cap around, and he becomes oh. a machine. A switch on. Yeah, over oh, the yeah. top. Over the top. Over the yeah. top. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. arm wrestle you. So we all pretty much all tackled movies that we're – no, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there's also, there's one, but crazy enough, there is a movie I've never seen, but I've seen one part of it that's going everywhere viral that gets me super pumped and can't tell you where it's from. I can just, I can describe it where there's a coach, it's football related. There's a coach and all these players are down and out thinking they're going to lose and do this and do that. And he pulls this one player out and puts them at the end of the football field Puts a kid on his back, blindfolds him, and tells him to crawl without dropping. And he's just down there, give me your very best. Your very best. Talking about facing the giant. Yeah. Is that what that is? Okay. So all I remember is that part because I've been seeing it on like all these uh, videos. I'm like, dude, pump it up. Hey, my uh, my daughter just brought up the movie We Are Marshall. Does everybody here know that story? Oh yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, super that, tragic. It's super tragic, but super my tragic. gosh, man. Oh, Woo. when yeah. he started, yeah. when he that when they start chanting that that We Are Marshall at the end. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so gosh. good. Yeah. I have I have movie? one more kind of hype moment movie before we move on. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the movie? Um, Carter, the one with Samuel Jackson. Coach yeah. Carter. yeah, yeah, Coach Carter. Yeah. Coach Carter. <clears throat> Coach yeah. Carter. Well, that was one of the movies, one of the first movies that I watched. That at the end, I'm so hyped. I'm like, yes, we're gonna get that moment where they they finally prevail, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, they yeah. lose the game. Yeah, and you're, you're just like, you go from hype to just confusion. Yeah, you're like, wait, these movies are supposed to be the happy, feel ending. good, happy ending, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, well, the and same can be said for the movie Hardball. <clears throat> Yeah, that's another that one. Movie. But it's like, but then when the movie's like, like when they, the, it doesn't happen, and he says, you know, you don't always win. It's not all about winning. It's about how you get here. Yeah, I think uh, that, right I think back up. Like a, 
I think we could do a ten-part series podcast on movie moments that do this. I no mean, you can think right. of this. Oh Lord, yeah. Speeches, mm. uh, classic moments like when Ripley gets off the elevator and aliens get away from her. You. I think we will. I think we'll do a show on movie speeches. Oh mm, yeah, <laughs> bring it. <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. know when you brought that up, the first thing that came to mind was Keanu Reeves and uh, that. What is it? Hardball or yeah? That's hardball. what Josh yeah. said. Yeah. yeah, but when the kid dies. Mm-hmm. And then like, yep. when the, before the last game starts, yeah, that whole well, that whole oh, speech man. where he says, uh, you know, some of the some of the something like the, what he said, I forgot how he says it, but something like some of the hardest things in the world is sometimes just showing up. I'm amazed at your ability to show up. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. See, I love movies like that. A guy who doesn't give a crap ends up caring more than anybody. That's why I love Mighty Ducks one. I was about to say Mighty Ducks. Emilio. <laughs> you know, they don't give they don't they couldn't care less at the beginning, but by the end, they're the most dedicated person in the movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's well, okay. I was I was fixing to say a movie until you said that because I don't it was more about the players than the coach. But you could kind of say a league of their own when you bring that up because uh, Tom Hanks Tom Hanks started out as a drunk who didn't care, and then when they started moving on, he was like, "Now I care. I'm ready. I'm ready for it." You know, you know, and I think I watched that movie. God, I watched probably, it last night. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I've watched it a million times in my life, but I mean, I probably watched it a dozen times before I knew it was based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. I probably watched it a dozen, mm. ten or twelve times before I actually paid attention oh. to the fact. Oh, that's what? having an aneurysm. Uh oh, major league number one pump up. I don't know why this didn't pump up. Okay, okay, okay. Major okay. league, okay. major league, major league. <laughs> oh, yeah. slides in, but it isn't when he slides in. It was the it was the announcer. He goes like he goes into third, and then all of a sudden you see safe, safe. The yes. Indians win it. The Indians win it. Oh my God! The Indians win it. That right well, there is that, that's number one pump up moment. In that's life. that is an ultimate pump up moment. But also prior to that, when they bring the pitcher out and they play wow. the thing. thing. Oh my gosh, man! Mm-hmm. That moment when, that the, when he was like, "The that... Indians win it. The Indians win it." Oh my God! Oh, the yeah. Indians. All right. <laughs> That I won the Terminator because the guy who wrote it like gave up all hope that the Indians would ever do anything. So he yeah. wrote that movie. And now it's, that's a movie no one mentioned in the last podcast. That has to have be a cult of some kind because I that's my go-to that. baseball movie. Oh yeah. man, it is mine too. Yeah. So yeah, it is. It's awesome. I love Major the League cast they put together for it too. Mm. All right, Ryan, let's go to music. Yeah, let's move on to music. So, and I know this right here can be a rabbit hole for all of us, <laughs> as much as we love music. So yeah. Let me ask you a question. And I mean, I know we're going to get up topic, so I don't know why I'm even asking y'all to do this. So y'all just explain <laughs> me like usual. What is your top five get hype songs? I guarantee you that out of the seven of us, we're going to have like three of the same song. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? You know what okay. I, to, I I have some some of my songs on here. I know y'all have, so I'm not even going to mention them because I know you're going to mention them because I have some off the wall. See, <laughs> I'm going to name I, I'm going to name Matt's first one because he almost broke his back to it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Hail to the Hail king! Hail to the king! Sevenfold. Yeah. <laughs> the the world's greatest guitar joke. I was checking to clean that. Oh, dude. 
Well, Brian was there the next day when I couldn't move. <laughs> Man, it was bad. <laughs> All right, so I, my my number one song is not going to be on any of your lists. Mm-hmm. My number one song. One of my favorite hype bands and metal bands of all time is Seven Dust um, and the song Splinter. If you yeah, don't know dude. that song, <coughs> go listen to it and you will totally understand. I have said ever since that song came out, that would be my my entrance music if I became a professional wrestler. Oh, yeah, dude. I love I love Splinter. That's an amazing Seven Dust in general, dude, is a It'll rock you, band. Anything they play will get you hyped. Oh, dude. They Seven Dust is a timeless band, dude. Since the beginning to now, man, their music is just timeless. It just to me, it fits. It just fits any age you are in. It's they're an amazing band. And I'm going to go ahead and beat Brian to the punch with my number two because I know it's going to be on his list. But Duality by Slipknot. Oh yeah, it's there, right under Psychosocial. Yep. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure that. Scoots's top five is just all Slipknot songs. I'm sure it is, yes. (laughs) You would be punctilious in assuming so, my good man. I have to go also, like, Till I Collapse by Eminem. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. That song right there. And I don't know if it's Eminem or if it's just Nate Dogg. (laughs) To me, me, Eminem, dude, Eminem, he's got like 12 songs that get me pumped because this isn't my number one, but Mm -hmm. Cinderella Man by Eminem is one of my favorite hype up songs. I just, yeah, Till I Collapse, man, that song right there, it can come on and it makes me want to do anything. Like, makes me motivated just for anything. What about you? Hush, Micah. Pedagogy. Ireland by uh, Garth Brooks. Oh, I like that one. Oh, that's, that's a good one. one. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, oh, Matt, hey, Matt, Rebecca just said that Hail to the King was her walkout song when she played softball in college. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, Hail see. to the King, man. Like, I, I don't, I'm not Matt anymore when that song comes on, dude. <laughs> like, that is my favorite. <clears throat> when we do, when we do a rock band night, that is my favorite 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 song to watch you play because yeah. you, you, yeah, you want to do it right, and you you can just tell the memories of the back <laughs> pain comes back when you're like that will live on in infamy yeah well. <laughs> there is a um there's a there's an album and a song that will live on in infamy forever for me which is one of it's one of the epitomes of rock music for me in my life it's not for everybody but it is for me in my life uh, Metallica, Enter Sandman. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a great one. That's a great one. Great. I got one that y'all make fun of me for. Okay. So I'll go ahead and say it. Oops, so I did it again out. by Britney Spears. <laughs> no. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> no, no, no. It's Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back. Hey, 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 hey. hey. sync for life, boy. sync for life. Oh, that's right. Hey, you laugh. If they ever tour again, I'm going. There you go. I'm going to an sync concert. Oh, you know my God. No, but uh, mine is uh, The Man Right Chia by Mystical. <laughs> the Man Right Chia. The Man Right Chia. Oh, hey, gosh. 
All, oh, everybody dude. in my generation, class of 2001, they were out there. They'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know mystical. what you're talking about. Mystical. I know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, Roger yeah. stole one of mine. Yep. Yeah. Which, uh, Thunderstruck. 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 Yeah. Dude, another band that pretty much anything they play, yeah. it's going to be a hype song. I mean, <laughs> one of mine. What happened to Mystical? <laughs> he uh, realized that like rap his- wasn't for him. Didn't he go to jail? His career. Also, he might have. That's true. Kira, don't defend Matt. Don't defend Matt, Kira. Don't defend him. One of my favorite hype songs is "Dream On" by Aerosmith. I love that song. Any anytime I hear that song when I'm working out, I'm like, you know what's funny about that song? I I do agree, man. That is an amazing pump up song. Is like okay, this might just be ignorance because I'm not as big of Aerosmith fan as others. But is Steven Tyler singing that song? Yeah, yes. yes. It doesn't sound like you it. Because it so it's because his it voice like went through a change. Yeah, different. That's when the that band song. first. That song is like one of the oldest of yeah. Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. Not many people realize that. that but that it doesn't sound like, like Steven Tyler at all. Like but his voice changed. changed. Oh, wait, his, his voice got more guttural because if you ever listen to their stories or read their books, um, the drummers is really good because he talks about how he lost a lot of his hearing because of bad ear protection. But Steven talks a lot about how he didn't get trained to protect his voice early in his career. Um, and there's certain things as a singer, as a professional singer, you're supposed to do that he, oh, didn't, yeah, know, that he didn't know to do. And so he paid the price for it, but he still was able to maintain a very, very long career, but it, his voice changed. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you uh, an Aerosmith song that always gets, gets me pumped is uh, in Wayne's World 2 when, they, when Aerosmith comes out on the stage and they sing Shut Up and Dance. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shut up and dance. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and dance. Which sucks because I can't, you can't find that. I, I've heard the recorded version of that song and it doesn't sound anything like the one they have in Wayne's World 2. And I would rather have the way they sing it in Wayne's World 2, the it's live okay. version. That live version is on the soundtrack. Yeah, but where do you buy the soundtrack? Like old soundtracks like that, that are, you know, you can't get digital anymore. Okay, so so, so I, I've adopted <laughs> the whole uh, streaming thing and I've got an Apple Music subscription and I've got it in my playlist with Apple Music. That the so, live so, I'll, so I'll, the live version. I'll uh, I'll mention others since everyone obviously knows my top five is all one band. Uh, but who? <laughs> but uh, who? Jim, you said Metallica. What was the band? What was the song you mentioned? Enter the Sandman. Enter, Enter Sandman. Okay. Or Enter. Well, mine, mine from mine would be Seek and Destroy. Oh yeah. Metallica. Oh Lord, yeah, man. That was. And then there was our big underground album. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, and and then after that, I'll give you Rage Against the Machine, Bulls on Parade. Bulls on Parade. Parade. I love, love that. Parade. I got another Rage Against the Machine one I can add. Bring uh, it. I'm a huge fan of Killing in the Name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. That is just you know, come on, authority. You know, I hate to say it for all the listeners out there. F you this, f that. You know, I, yeah. I'm sorry. That's a rebellious song, and I love it. The rebellion. Yep. Anything by Queen. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, Anything okay, by Queen, I love Queen, Lincoln but Park. nothing by Queen gets me. <laughs> I bet it. Not we even will rock you. We will rush Gordon. Flash Gordon. Yeah. No. Like, Radio no, Gaga. Really? I enjoy them. I enjoy them. Like I like oh. listening to them. Oh, They're wow. on playlists Dude, you, that I have. Wow. But none oh, of wow. nothing they sing. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. Really? Man. Wow. That's a that's amazing. That is. But I love them. They're you great. Know what, Matt? They're an amazing band. They are, yeah. I almost no. don't believe you. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I not even. No, 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 no. Like, I almost don't <laughs> believe you. I feel like there's some, some behind them eyes. Love uh, Queen. They just don't. They don't get me pumped up. Not oh, even wow. We Will Rock You. Like I love That's that song. Crazy. It's a fun song mm. to listen to. And so, like there are moments where it's like fun. Like in uh, 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 what what's the night movie that Heath Ledger does? Night's Tale. Uh, yeah, nice nice tale. Tale. When they start the whole movie, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They have uh, We Will Rock You at the beginning of that song. <laughs> it's called it a lot. Like a, Hello. Hello. It's like Hello. a pump up. It's pump up point. <laughs> I have what's hilarious is I actually have a song. The lyrics are hilariously awful. It is an 80s hair metal song, and only the guitarist is really known to the band. But the song is called I Am a Viking. And the guitarist's <laughs> name is it's you have to go listen to it. But the guitarist's name is Yingwei Malmsteen. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. He's uh, got, what he, what a, exactly. But it, the song is called I Am a Viking. And one of the one of the lyrics are dragon ships are charging through the waves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, I, you'd have to go listen to it. It's he's, hilarious. This guy is a musical genius, but he's also a complete and utter nutball. And so, yes, he is. Uh, but it's really, he's got some really good stuff. Um, Roger brought up uh, Crazy Train by Ozzy yeah. Oh, yeah. That's always a good one. Yeah, it is. Let me, let me ask y'all this. Is there a slow song that gets you pumped up? No. Yes. No. Like snuff, uh, snuff. Depends on your definition of slow Yeah. Well, let me I'm let me give you my, let me give you mine just as an example. The the Top Gun thing. Oh yeah. Eh. Like that right there. I mean, yeah. it has no words, but that song, yep. man, it just gets me pumped every time I listen to it. Nah, not really. What about the Imperial March? Or the Imperial March? Yep. I could buy into that a little bit. Yeah. We uh we brought up um Lose Yourself, uh part of the eight mile soundtrack. Um, that one every time. But Eminem, but there's another Eminem song that really gets me pumped up that's always on my playlist is uh Till I Collapse. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what Ryan was saying yeah. earlier. Till I collapse oh my gosh. is what it is. Yeah. One of the new newer songs that I get pumped up every time when I listen to on my pump up mix is what up danger, that new one from the spider and the yeah, yeah. Uh, what up danger. I'm always like, yeah. Um, and Dude, a there's funny, a lot of songs on that soundtrack that get me pumped. Like start a riot. Oh yeah. What is started? Riot. Yeah. Yeah. A funny <laughs> one that's on my workout list that comes on every time I'm at the gym is that rubber band, rubber man band from, uh, <laughs> yeah. Every time yeah. I got, it just gets me so, pumped up. I don't know why, but you know, I'll give you, I'll give you one from another movie that just, it, it pops. I don't have it in my list, but when I hear it every now and then it's a pretty pumped up song. 
is uh, shell shock from the te- that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's actually pretty <laughs> catchy. It's pretty pumping. It's, yes, it's catchy. Oh man, oh that's hilarious. I, for a second there, I thought you were going to talk about the Vanilla Ice song from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. That'll oh, do God. it, too. I seriously oh, thought God. you were about to be like, Ninja, 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 Oh yeah! It wasn't oh, today, but you just mentioned it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. Let me let me ask you this: Is there is there a song that you know that has an awesome beginning, but then the song ends up sucking? Like, there's a song in particular, like that Bloodhound Gang does, and you know Bloodhound Gang is that goofy. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. All right, so they have a song. I can't remember the name of it, but at the beginning, they have this guy who goes like, "You must die." I alone him best. Rest. And then they have an oh, yeah. awesome intro that and you're like, oh yeah. But then when the song continues and he actually starts singing, you're like, oh my God, this is garbage. Yes. Like an awesome beginning. But then when the song gets into it, then it just, it's awful. Th- what about that? Everything one? today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, what that's not what I'm one? saying. You don't listen to music today. I'm saying, this, is there a song that has an awesome beginning? Yeah, but then when I you get into one. the song itself, yeah. it's actually complete garbage. No, I don't have one of those. Bridget Man. Ferguson, uh, Bridget Ferguson brought up "Smells Like Teen oh, yeah, Spirit," yeah, buddy. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, I got, I gotta be honest, man. Nirvana doesn't do it for me. Are you kidding me? What's no, wrong with you? Are you kidding me? No, because when I go back <laughs> and, I, and I look at music I listen to, and I'm like, oh my god, like Nirvana says absolutely nothing important. And he, everything he sings sounds the same. And I, like, I know that, see, a lot of people go off nostalgia. I just go off what I'm interested in. Like, I cannot listen to a Creed song. I am over Creed. I'm over Scott Stapp. I can't do it anymore. Like when I I'm go with back you on that one. I'm with yeah. you on that one. What? You I don't like overbite uh, metal anymore? <laughs> I just me, I can't me, do I guess it, man. Josh and I are so nostalgic when it comes to Creed that just can't. But that's what I'm saying. Anymore. Like a lot of people go off nostalgia. I don't. There are some, like, there are probably a couple songs that are near and dear to my heart that, like, if every now and again, if I heard, I'm like, oh, but I can't, today, when the way I listen to music, I just, nostalgia is just not a part of it. Like, like I just can't listen to Creed. Like, it's just, oh, man, it hurts my brain just thinking of Scott Stapp singing. And, like, there's a Especially lot of Three Doors Down. There's a lot of Three Doors Down that is the same. There's, like, early Three Doors Down I still like. But yeah, like, I agree with you. Down, I can't really get on board with, and there's just a lot of oh. bands like that 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 really do it for me. And Nirvana is one because when I was young, I loved Nirvana, and okay. I like their MTV Unplugged album is one of my favorite albums of yeah. all time. But mm-hmm. now I go back and I'm like, oh, I can't Matt, do it. Matt Kira says she's not on your side anymore. You just lost a fan because she's right now wearing her Nirvana shirt T-shirt. Hey man, like. <laughs> If you love it, flaunt it. Jeez, like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I just, I can't do it. Like Nirvana is just not one. But see, if I were to mention all the bands I listen to, all y'all would be like, "What? I don't know." You know, man. Beauty of music. Everybody's got their own music. I bet everyone in this room right now has a a, a genre or something that we that y'all listen to that we will later have a podcast on mm-hmm, that probably. we yeah. don't listen to. So right. oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show my age again. Motley Crue kickstart my heart. Love oh, that song. Yeah, man, love I that love that song. Kickstart my heart. 
Love that. See, for me, I'm a, see, for me, it's always been, I'm a huge and it will always be a huge Lincoln Park fan. Anything um, Lincoln Park. Well, there's multiple songs, but uh, Lincoln Park's just, it's gotten me through. The thing about Lincoln Park's music is that there was always a song that could be, I could, I, with each album and with certain songs in each album, I can tell you exactly what I was going through during that time. Um, in my life like each album represents a, a significant portion of my life or something big to happen in my life so one of the all-time songs that gets me pumped up would be uh like faint or uh bleed it out or my all-time favorite lincoln park song numb um for some reason numb i've been listening to a lot more lately i don't know why but lincoln park's music has always done it for me emotionally oh, yeah. hyper me up everything everything what you about? know, Matt, oh, back to when you were saying a, a song that is a slow song to hype you up, I thought of one. Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by... Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah. I get hyped when I listen to that song. What and about the soundtrack music, original scores? Oh, dude, dude. I got one on my list, Josh, uh, from uh, Peaky Blinders. And I think it's an, like an original song that somebody wrote, but when I heard it on Peaky Blinders, it man like i had goosebumps for days and it's called and if you haven't heard it i listen to it and you'll i'm in the middle of the series right now it's called uh i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right i'm sure it's in italian but don nobis pacum two and it's just it's a song that starts off slow and then builds but if you see it in peaky blinders which by the way peaky blinders is an amazing show stop what you're doing go watch it i'm it's amazing but there's a moment in Peaky Blinders where that song is being played that just made like all of that scene for me. There's, I don't have a original score. I don't do original score stuff in my playlist, but I do have, but, but I have a lot of soundtracks and um, one, one soundtrack that comes to mind as far as pump up is the soundtrack to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh, I mean, yeah. when you think of Miseralu, you think of um, uh, You Never Can Tell, Chuck Berry, uh, Jungle Boogie, uh, Cool in the Gang. Um, uh, what's that other one? Um, oh, gosh, there was another one under. But that whole soundtrack is just, you know, to me, uh, is a Gip Hype soundtrack um, for the most part. I have a guilty pleasure song from a soundtrack that you guys, that pumps me up. That's on my... I've, um, on my workout list is the David Bowie song "Underground" from Labyrinth. Oh, I like that song. I, like I that love song. that song. That's on my uh, oh, workout playlist. I was just a, it and I was like, that, "Oh yeah, that's a great. That's a great topic. Guilty pleasure songs that get you hyped." Oh hmm. God, that song. Oh, I love that song. I love and David I, Bowie. I though. And I don't know if this would be considered uh, guilty pleasure or not. I, it kind of could be. But because uh, it's kind of uh, cliche, I guess you call it. But the Gap Band, you dropped a bomb on me. Oh man! You dropped a bomb on me, baby. 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 You dropped <laughs> Just to see Jim do this was worth it. <laughs> or on I, you I by like uh, CCR. Yes. Yeah. A lot of CCR. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I am not, but anybody wanting to own up to being an ABBA fan? I like ABBA. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I like ABBA. I'm not a fan. I'm not on the app. I uh, I brought up original <laughs> scores earlier because Matt will tell you anytime we ever played Goldeneye. 
back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Man. Oh, I remember y'all telling me those stories. Oh my gosh. What's the soundtrack? And <laughs> every time I hit play, you're like, Oh God, here we go. Oh, uh, now go ahead, man. It's been years. It's like, Oh man. Every time I played, it's like, Oh God, we're about to get killed. Oh. Cause I would get so pumped up. It was a uh, crimson tide by Hans. Zimmer. Crimson tide. Yeah, man. Oh, I yeah. love it. I I still love that, Josh, man. you're still the only one I know to this day. Everyone listen, Josh, right there, we'll be playing Call of Duty and he'll have music playing in the background. Yeah, I do. While we're playing Call of Duty, I'm like, dude, can you, you can't hear the footsteps. I don't know. It's something about the music that just makes me murder. And dude. then he'll go like 45 and two. This is, coming, you, this is coming from the guy that used to make all of our playlists. <laughs> but see, but Josh specifically your travel further. playlists. He took yes. it a step further. He mastered his old stereo oh, and God. like would uh, mix in like people uh, uh, quotes from movies and then mix in the music with it. Like this he, man, he would be messing stuff. with the things and the ultimate hey. all-star mix. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey, everybody. I can still mix music on a tape better than anybody you know. Bring it. Hey, amen, brother. Amen. Kira is asking everybody to chime in on the Elton John movie, Rocket Man. Good, bad, take it, leave it. Oh, wonderful. Love it. Love that movie. Love he, he did a very good job. And I think under certain years for the Oscars, he probably could have won, but there was just too much competition this year. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to have to say I need to watch it again because when I went and first saw it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I need to watch it again to give a real opinion about it. So yeah. I'm, gonna I'm with there. you because I have to do that because I, un- mm. I understand what the director was, was and what the storytellers were trying to do. But for me, I don't think the execution was quite there for me yes. to enjoy mm-hmm. it. I'm going to have to give it one more watch yeah. and, and legitimate, uh, you know, concentration to kind of give another opinion on it. Right now, we, well, you know what it is? Is we saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and then I went into that one thinking it was going to be two. It's kind of totally different tellings of a story. Yeah. Yeah. See, if and you went in with the thought process of "Hey, this is going to be," I, a, I kind of did, which is how I kind of, I kind of did, I kind of did. But when I watched it the second time, I was like, okay, I watched it with a different. Yeah, that's what I need to do. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't leave. But you know what? Y'all will probably hate me for saying this, but it's my only. No, we already hate you already. This is true. So I'm going to add to it. I felt the same way about Bohemian Rhapsody. I know y'all will love it and thought it was probably. I loved it. I loved it. I watched it and I was like, eh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I liked Bohemian It resonate with me. I, I don't know why. With Rocket Man, I didn't leave at all hating it. So I need to give it a second try because... Am I the only one that loved that movie? Yeah, oh, I, I love that. Like, I liked I mean, it the first time I saw it. It's just, I, I think when I was I processing it, I, I was thinking, okay, I really wasn't expecting to go into a musical type movie. Yeah. I mean, and then when I saw it again and, and watched it kind of like that, I was like, oh, okay, I, I like what they did here. Yeah. I went from like to love with the second. Normally, yeah. even with movies, like if I leave there and I go, I hated it. Not watching that again. If I will never give it a second shot. But Bridget, with, Bridget Ferguson brought up uh, "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor" drowning pool. Of course, yeah, that's drowning pool. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. What about uh, May what he about, rest in peace? Yes. <laughs> what about uh, Beast from the Southpaw remake? Uh, remix. 
in the Southpaw movie, the what the the song that starts off the whole movie where he's listening, he has the earphones on, and well, it's I'm, the uh, Rob Bailey and the Hustle yeah, Standard song. That's a really. I never I saw Southpaw. You never saw back. Southpaw. Mm-hmm. Oh my oh, god! Man. Isn't that the All movie with the uh, what's his name, the Jake Gyllenhaal? Mr. Yeah. Fent- but, but it's you a know Kurt Sutter a, movie, yeah. dude. But but it's you know what's hilarious? Album. But you know what's hilarious is that song. Now, of course, it got picked up, and the, and someone was like, "Well, I want to add some of these other known people to that song." But that song is specifically written and and sung as a pump up song because that's all Rob Bailey would do. Was made yeah. up up gym music, but see, I don't awesome. like I don't like his original version. I like the remake where they put in, well, of course, uh, where they put name? in the rappers and they put yeah. in, yeah, yeah. All right, so I've got a I've got a song movie combo that originally I didn't really care for the song, but the but the movie which was a comedy made me appreciate it more and actually uh, put it put it into my playlist. And the song is P.O.D. Boom, the mute, the movie. Ooh. Here comes the boom. Ooh. Ooh. Josh doing that. the shimmy dance. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that movie. It is hilarious. That just makes the me end. want to go boom. off on something. Oh, dude. The end. Everybody here saw it, right? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Here comes the, the boom. Here comes the boom. Uh, the end where he looks at his kids and then he just goes off. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, like. I know what you're talking about. You're yeah. going to win it. Because <laughs> originally he was there just to lose and get his payday. Yeah. But now he's like, I can't do anything unless I win. So I'm going to. Well, I mean, the part where I, I mean, the part. Yeah, that that's an awesome part, too. But the, I mean, the part where he's getting his butt kicked and he's like dazed. And, he and see, then he, he looks, sees, the he kids. sees his kids. And yeah. then like. A whole nother guy comes out. Like I love that part. I do. I, it's it's awesome. I love that movie. And it I, made uh, me, but it made me appreciate the song again. I yeah. never really appreciated the song, but that movie made me appreciate the song. Finally, gave the song some context. Yeah, <laughs> it, did. it did. Yeah, I have an obscure '80s song I can bring up from a movie. Uh, yeah. The only Lady true '80s children will know it. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie Rad. Oh, I love Rad. Uh, Yes, I love Rad. The song Thunder in Your Heart. Yeah. Yes. I love that song. And it just makes me want that's like the stereotypical 80s everything. Um, Yes, it is. The song about being pumped up. It is. The the lyrics actually say that Thunder in Your Heart, every move is like a lightning. I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean. As cheesy as it is, it's I love so it. '80s though. That's I don't so, care. That movie, that movie got me into BMX biking. Oh, <laughs> it got everyone into BMX. I think it got everyone into BMX biking. Yes, it did. And literally, no. would get. I'd watch that. Not Matt. Look at Matt. Matt never rode bikes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, which okay, oh, Bridget, don't bring up musicals. Right. Don't get me started. Yeah, so Bridget's bringing up musicals, and I, 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 I want to bring it up because if I don't, my wife will divorce me. But Defying uh-huh. Gravity from Wicked. This yes. is all of you, not me. <laughs> oh, I went to see Wicked Musicals? Man. It's, it is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about let's real quick? Let's tackle this just really quick. Uh, any new stories, like stories, and I mean just one story. Is there any story that just like 
comes out in your mind right now that just Matt? I got one that uh, I love uh, thinking about. Mike and Josh will know. Okay, so it was back when uh, back back in the early days, back in the heyday, there was a really bad flood, and oh, we used God. to go to this place called the Spot. Oh God. And uh, like their life like, really sounds like a Stand By Me movie. Rest it was. Yes, we lived our lives like Stand By Me. Yeah. Stand By Me yes. is like a staple in our friendship, right there. Oh yeah. Uh, but we used we used to go down to the spot, and if you if you like if you'd never had a spot, all right. So you have train tracks that are like maybe what two stories up, and yeah, then a three, spot two was or three all stories. rock underneath the train track. And that's where we used to have like our bonfires and stuff like that and uh, get togethers. All right. So during this flood, the water got all the way up, maybe like maybe like 10 feet under the train track. And, uh, you know, us, we're dumb, stupid kids. We decide to get in. Right. And it's flowing really fast, like white, like white water rafting fast. And me and Micah get trapped. Like, and we're trapped in the water and we literally, we literally thought we were going to die. I almost died. Yeah. Like we thought we were going to die. And then what did we do? We look behind us and here's Josh surfing on a tree trunk. (laughs) Hip is on the way, dear. Hip is on the way. (laughs) Saved our lives, dude. We got to a tree. That's like a pump up moment that we like actually lived. We got to a tree. Like about to drown. And Josh is surfing a tree trunk. Yes, Kira, it is the spot you know of. We got to a tree, and Matt and I are holding on to this tree, and we both look up, and there's a giant snake in the tree, and we're like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) If I remember correctly, I I wasn't exactly surfing it. I was riding it a little bit. No, you surfed it. At one point, I slipped and fell in, but I was hanging on to the tree, and I had you guys grab onto it, and I ended up swimming. I don't know how, to this day, I don't know how I did it, but I ended up pulling all three of us to the bank. Yeah. I remember afterward, the only thing I remember, I think I blacked out or something because I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember uh, when it was over how exhausted I was. Like, I was just loving this. If we had these back when we were young, we would have gone viral every single day. Absolutely. You'd be dead. I would be dead. Correct. I'd be like, Kenny Rogers jackass, and I'm going to jump off this bridge. That's what I was going to say. Having that audience would have pushed you to do so much more. Oh, yeah. No idea. Yeah. There's things we don't talk about. He did a whole lot of stuff for a lot less people. Oh, yeah. I just thought of, I just thought of, I drank 40 creamers just for Brian at a Waffle House. Brian, you were talking about moments. Um, I remember the first time I heard this song, and there's not a really a moment that goes with the song. It's just the first time I listened to the song, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate. But the first time I heard it and the first time the drums hit, Phil Collins in the air tonight. Oh. When the first time... Do 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 do. I can't feel... I mean... No, no. Josh has got a story to go with that. Yeah, I got this one. Okay. Bear with me a second. I'm 12 years old. I just received a birthday uh, party, a small little birthday party from my father at my grandmother's house. And uh, I wish he was watching right now. So he or listening right now so he could hear this. But uh, it was I opened this box, which took me like 20 minutes to open because he was a I'm sorry, a BS moment. He had a box, had it all taped up. (laughs) 
with all this wrapping paper, you open it up, it's a small box, open it up, it's a small box, open it up, it's an envelope. You know, he made me go through everything. And I open up this little piece of paper and it's a ticket that I still have uh, of Terry Fair, who played for the Tennessee Vols uh, with the number 13, which is my lucky number. And it was a ticket to uh, my very first home UT football game. And uh, uh, we go to this game and at the time, I had no idea who Peyton Manning was. Um, okay. I knew he was a quarterback for Tennessee. I didn't know anything about him. But this football game ended up being his final home game against Vanderbilt, the time where he did the whole mm-hmm. you know, band thing. But uh, the song In the Air Tonight, this is the story. So we're in Knoxville. I, we had just done the ball walk. You know, Remember, I'm 12 years old. This is all like huge to me. My eyes are like silver dollars the whole time. But we finally go into the stadium, and we're going through the hallways and stuff. I haven't seen the opening yet. I haven't seen the field. Um, but all of a sudden, we're coming up this ramp, walking up these stairs, getting ready to come out to the open, and then you hear Phil Collins over the entire stadium. And uh, just as you're walking out the tunnel, at the, I mean, you could not have timed it any better. The moment we stepped out and I saw the field, you hear him sing, and I've been waiting for this moment all my life. I mean, it was spot on like in a movie. I'll never forget that moment for the rest of my life. That's cool. I mean, every time I hear that song, that's an, I'm transported immediately to that time. So that's actually really cool. I like that story, Josh. So, Josh, that's yours. Matt, you've had one. Jim, you did one, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Pedigo, what about you? What, like a moment to remember by song? Yeah. Just a story. Yeah. Like a oh, story, a story that just. Any story that pumps you up. It could be music. It could be. It doesn't matter. Come back. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I, live, I live a very boring life. No. Micah, what about you? Oh, God. Uh, Scoots, what about you? <laughs> I have so many. Yeah. I, I, I have I so have, many. I don't have as many as everyone else speaks of, and I don't really have a whole lot at all. But I, I, I mean, and it's, I don't know, it's probably not as, I don't know, probably as great as Josh's moment, but, and it was a deep, it was a more metal song, but I know the first time I listened to uh, a friend of mine, it was in high school. And it was the game we had to win. Uh, it was the game we had to win to go to the playoffs, and we didn't know we were going to go to the playoffs because we found out Gallatin High School cheated and had those people on the team they shouldn't have. Well, a friend of mine handed me a CD player and said, dude, you need to listen to this. And and the first song was from, y'all. I don't know, Jim may know it, but y'all probably don't. But it's a it's a band called Mudvayne. Oh yeah, and the song was called Dig. Dig, yeah. And it was, and I heard it for the first time, and I was so pumped. We went out and we beat McGavick 45, 45 to twenty, and I had the highest rating. I had my highest level of tackles that game. <laughs> All right, so, um. I didn't have a story to go along with the Phil's Con song. I just, you just, I just, re- I remembered the song, the, the, just listening to that song for the first time on the radio and just, just that moment I first heard that. But I'm going to go with a little self promotion here and maybe Matt will come along with me. Um, 
but uh, <laughs> we, I, for those that don't know, I was in a, I was in several bands and was a musician for years. And um, we wrote a song called last of the superstars. Mm, and one. and yeah. uh, I remember finally being able to play that song to a mm. decent crowd um, at, in the club hysteria at the outer limit, which was the epitome of an eighties rock club look. Mm-hmm. And even though it was mixed in with all the dance club things, right. but, but it just had that, it was just that epitome of eighties metal feel in that place. And I remember having the first <coughs> time we played that song, because the, the song itself is still a hype song for me. Just, you know, and I've got a personal connection to it, obviously, but if you if if y'all haven't heard it, please go look it up. It's available everywhere. Um, hey Jim, Jim, yeah. I, I I think out of your songs, it was y'all's opening song, and, but it it wasn't the song itself. It was how you introed the song. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're PG thirteen, so I can't really yeah re- redo that but right the now. The song but. the song was called Truth, right? <laughs> Truth. Song yeah, so all right, so at the <laughs> beginning, it's just the guitar goes like, and then all of a sudden, you, you see Jim so get the app up. That is like one of the best like intro songs. Uh, for a I show. love I like, love playing that song. Gosh, so much. I'll fun. give you okay. I also th- this is this may be a little weird. This will be a little weird, but a little going in a different direction because we also talking about songs, I guess. I don't know. Y'all talk to uh, there's songs in our life that are, are are meaningful because of a moment in life. And but most of the ones you talk about are positive moments. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you one, a twist where a song happened to be playing during a weird, scary moment in my life. Now, Jim and Matt will probably laugh at this, but I was a lot younger, way mm-hmm. younger than either one of them were. And we were at home. Jim was laying on the couch and Matt was upstairs in his room. I know what you're telling. Jim was listening to MTV's countdown and the, and the song Michael Jackson's what about us was on. I turn around and our bathroom is on fire. (laughs) And I'm talking about it is engulfed in flames. I'm like 10 years old and I'm like, And all I hear is, Matthew, Matthew, get out of the house. <laughs> so from this day forward, if I ever hear the song, What About Us from Michael Jackson, I I remember that day. That's so funny. you have to tell the rest of that story, though. So um, we had these old school heaters. Yes, the wall in, heaters. In wall heaters. And wow. they were ra- radiant. I remember heaters. that. And so it, mom's robe was on the back of the bathroom door. And so the last person out didn't realize it was a radiant heater, but it would turn itself off and on. And the only yeah, way you truly knew, the only way it was, you truly knew it was on was you had to really look at it. Or yeah. if it was, if it was on while you were in there, it was bright red, but yeah. if it was off, it could be turned on, but on its automatic phase and it not be, might be actually burning at that moment. And so somebody went to the bathroom and went out and the bathroom, the, the, the door got shut up against that heater and it caught the robe on fire. And then it just, the whole bathroom just went up in seconds. We didn't but, grow up with the luxury of central heating air. Like uh, all you no, guys. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> um, so 
<laughs> we had one air for the longest time. We only had one air conditioner for the entire two level house. One yeah, window, window unit. unit that you yeah, had one window out. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so <laughs> I'm on the couch watching TV and I'm kind of actually half asleep, half yes. not asleep. He's and, in one of his many naps for that day. <laughs> and, so, and so I, I, uh, I hear Brian squawking and I roll over and I'm like, what? What? and so i run after them and i literally push them off the porch i run back in the house to you know to double check and make sure i don't need to get everything out and then i just call i call 911 now here's one of the funny moments Uh, okay y'all y'all a lot of people don't remember the corded phone that was ah, attached. Yes. That was attached to the wall by this thousand one. No, no, this wasn't a. This wasn't rotary. This was touch tone. However, it had the thousand foot coil cable on on it. So here's the funny thing. So I go in the kitchen. The house is on fire. I go into the kitchen. I grab the phone. I dial nine one one in the kitchen and then go outside, and I'm able I'm able to get twenty feet away from the house and be on the phone in the house. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. We'll have to uh, have a podcast on that. Oh one. man, there's more, but I won't tell it yet. But we'll, we'll podcast on a different day. But there's more to that story too. Micah, Pedigo, have y'all thought? Of I have one. I do. All right, Micah. And hey, hey, Micah, before you tell yours, you know, we I, I wanted to go back. We, me and Micah met to a Nirvana song. That is, that's that's true. Mm. Was it like, never mind? <laughs> like as soon as as soon as smells like we went to a dance. Did y'all, did y'all dance together? We did. No, no, no look, look. In a way, we, we went to a dance and nobody was on the floor. Right. Nobody. Nobody was dancing together or anything. Yep. And then smells like teen spirit came on. And then the only two people to run to the floor were me and Micah. And me and Micah, we connected. And then we did like a, you know, the rock chest bump. And then that's how me and Micah met. And y'all fell in love. And they've been together ever since. They've been together ever since. Okay, so I do have a story. All right, Micah. And it has to do with the spot, but it also has to do with wrestling. So when we used to hang down at the spot, we would always talk about, you know, because we talked at the time where it was like The Rock and uh, Stone Cold, Undertaker. And we always talk about if we would be a wrestler, what would we do? Like, mm-hmm. like what music would we come out to? Oh, I know where you're going with this. And I remember when we had this big old boom box. It was Matt's. Yeah. Matt and I bought. I think we go in on it, Matt. That yeah. big old boom box. Yeah. I know <laughs> that had our first CD player in a boom box. That wasn't yeah. like the compact one. And so I'm over getting the fire because, you know, I'm always the fire starter in our group, you know, because no one else can start a fire. <laughs> They're like, hey, Micah, start us a fire. I can't and then I hear all of a sudden I'm, I'm starting the fire and I hear Ramstein's angel that I knew you were going to go with this. And I turn around and Matt's like, yeah. <laughs> and then you hear he's like, no. And then the fire like started stoking. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Josh put some stuff on the fire to make it like go up and it scared. Oh, you threw a lighter in there and it scared oh, the crap wow. out of me. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys couldn't have timed that any perfect. And Matt's like, yeah, 
this is the song I would come out to as a wrestler if I was ever to become a wrestler. <laughs> What's funny is I don't remember anything after that part. I don't remember anything after that. That's one of those songs I don't remember anything about. Oh, that is definitely to remember. Oh, let's see. Probably when I was younger, I was riding in the back of a van on a five-gallon bucket. Super safe. Bucket? Yeah. Super safe. Super safe. You remember uh, when, remember when you, you would get in the back window of your car and just lay as a kid, lay across your kid, your mom's like Oh yeah, like the, the seat or the like yeah. That seat. yeah, the yeah, the back the back uh, part. Yeah, the back part, like right oh, there in the window. We we How had, safe. We had the yeah. station wagon with the surround couch in the back. Yes. Roll around oh, yeah. on. Sorry, Brian, I didn't mean to Oh no, that's fine. Sure. We also it's had a van right. with like actual couches in it. Oh like, yeah. You know, like yeah. two different couches and then like the two about like four captain's chairs. Yep. But now this one was like just a regular old like work van with you know the two seats and then like the wide open back with a five gallon bucket. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Had, That's uh, crazy. Fishing stuff back there because we were going fishing. Uh, those fancy vans were always hilarious. Dad, our dad used to have a ton of those throughout his life. Oh man! <laughs> always had the Mark II van that looked like the Astro, Astro. Chevy Astro, Chevy Astro, and the yeah. Mark II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ford, all of these stories, F three fifty or something. Yeah, or E three something like that. Yeah, E three something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think something like that. Was that Josh? Are you about to talk? I was gonna say all of okay, these stories. Make to, go ahead yeah, yeah, what I was saying was was we. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Shut up, Josh. So, so did everybody get a story? Everybody? Everybody but you, Ryan. Everybody but who? But you. So, I guess mine, and I guess I was being a little sentimental today, was uh, on the way, January 1st, 2017, I was on my way to do my first sermon ever. And I was a nervous wreck, and I have it in my Bible today. <coughs> but in my old car, I would always keep a note that my dad wrote, and I totally forgot about that note. And uh, I remember opening the glove box because I was nervous and I was forgetting everything. And there was a note dated from November of 1997 that just says "Always Proud," and that right there just motivated me even more. So I had to do a little bit of a sentimental story on that one mm-hmm. but that's, that's probably awesome. mine um, that's mm-hmm. yeah everybody else got anything is that josh did you really want to speak man i'll let you speak actually i was gonna say uh we've kind of moved on to stories and stuff and it kind of makes me want to do a podcast no format um something like a campfire stories kind of a thing where all we do is just sit back and just discuss the best of times the worst of times funny stories like this like I don't know. Like, for example, I've the time Mike. Oh We've all got those. I feel like it's just something we could share. Dude, I choose not to incriminate myself. <laughs> I've got. <laughs> Lead the fifth. Who are you? Lead the fifth. <laughs> I've, no, got, uh, I've got a story. I was an angel? That. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, I right. Tell, I've got about five or six on you. I am home. perfect. I don't know about yeah. you guys. Um, I've got one story of a. Uh, Tennessee Volunteers game I went to, it would literally take me almost 30 minutes to tell the story. 
and but it's su- it's superiorly incriminating. And I'll tell it if you want me to, but not not here, but on the next. Can podcast. I also can I also uh, uh, possibly guess that Kevin was with you during this? <laughs> yes. Of course. <laughs> oh yes. So, we'll, uh, we'll we'll do uh we'll do like a, a podcast where Jim will set up all the mics and we'll do it around a fire. <laughs> be like a campfire. We'll do we'll, like we'll, we'll, we'll set, set up, up like three cameras and we'll put them all in Zoom so we can just we'll set we up uh, just, uh, like a campfire up. setting. I'll set up all some you gotta do is record the one and put it in the middle and then we'll be like the Brady Bunch, <laughs> but just you know put the fire in the middle. I was going to yeah. say, I was gonna, I'm going to set up some iPads in the round, all with fire, flickering bur- fire burning. I mean, there's all kinds. I just feel like in a time like this, when people are so disconnected from each other and people need that connection, what better way than to tell? Great like, idea, Josh. I love it. Stuff, I'm man. all about it. I'm like, I want to tell, I'm not going to do it now, but I want to tell the story so bad. All right, well, then shut up, Josh. Get you're not going to do it now. Because uh, I'm fat, I'm hungry, and it's time to I, go. So let me just I, You never hit your truck, Josh. I don't know what you're talking hey, about. Hey, Josh, oh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm I'm with the we'll, – we'll call it the Campfire Podcast, and we'll just press play and we'll go. Yeah, but, Josh, um, I'm serious. Worse. I just think that'd be so it, – it, it'd be fun for some of the fans out there. Like, for example, I see Kira and Stacy are commenting. They've got stories and stuff. I know one with Stacy and Matt. <laughs> you probably remember when we all sat in the back of my truck singing that one night. Yeah. You know, Stacy, if you join us, be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you know our deepest, darkest secret. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. oh, I mean, Lord. we have so many. Like when Josh and I went to go see Blair Witch Project at Cinema South before ah, the it, nightclub. Stop it. Stop it. And then we went down to the spot <laughs> holding lightsabers and baseball bats. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> oh, right. my God. So that's going to be the end of that one. So, uh, Thursday, we're going to have a podcast. We can't get together for the draft, so we're going to do a podcast and watch the draft. Oh, uh, boy. So, I'm down. Oh, Josh, dude, you're not invited. I'm yes, sorry. I am. I get to make fun of the Titans <laughs> like everybody else. So, uh, you the Raiders? Raiders? And then, Jim, yeah, yeah, do you want to plug what's coming up with the celebrity stuff? Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to. So, um We've got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, uh, and uh, we're going to be pushing out a lot of this pretty soon. But uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, we are going to go live around 2 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and We're going to be talking with uh, Jack O'Halloran. If you don't know that name right off, uh, go look up Superman 2 and look who played the uh, played non the Enforcer. Um and also go look up a little movie called Dragnet and uh, look at who played ML Muzz. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to be talking to him about, he's had a very lengthy career and he's done a lot of stuff. I believe he was a Golden Gloves boxer. Yes, um, He's done so much stuff and we are looking forward to having that conversation with him. We're going to do that uh, Tuesday afternoon around two o'clock um, Thursday morning. Uh, we're going to have a conversation. Uh, this is this is going to be earlier in the day prior to our NFL draft one. But uh, we're going to go live earlier in the day with Sean Kanan. And um, if you don't know who that is, um, you might remember him as the bad boy, bad guy from Karate Kid 3. Um, one of his uh, more famous roles. He's going to be telling us some stories, some personal stories. He's going to be telling us about his new projects and what he's got mm-hmm. going on. 
looking forward to that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Friday, we're going to be talking to an up-and-coming actor by the name of Eric James Morris. He's been acting for quite a while. He's been doing a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of great <laughs> things going on. Um, and so uh, that's just a few of the things we got going on. We've got several other ones that we're working on. And as soon as we, uh, as soon as we get those booked, we'll let you know what those are and when they're going to be coming out and when you can tune in to uh, listen to those. Awesome. So a lot of things are coming up on the Eclectic Collective. Hey, I'm going to close it out like I did last week because of everything going on with COVID-19 and just a lot of uncertainty. Uh, We just want to continue to uh, remember everybody and just pray. And uh, Josh, I see that comment. uh, (laughs) I was wondering if he was going to say anything. I got uh, the fans on my side. Yeah, if you will, uh, I'm going to lead us in prayer. If you just want to go to a moment of silence or just pray with us. But I just need to be praying for the COVID-19 families and just whoever else. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Absolutely. Most gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, here we are again with my brothers. Uh, So grateful to be with each of them in the technology era that we have. Father, we just pray for the days and months as we try to get back to the normal from the COVID-19 We just ask that you just uh, uplift us, keep our spirits high. We just pray for the medical workers, the team that just fights on the other side, and they don't get the notice they deserve. But we're just so thankful for our nurses and doctors and first responders. And we just ask you to be with the ones that are sick, the ones that are affected right now by the COVID-19, the ones that are losing family members and can't even go to funerals because of what is going on. We just ask you to just lift us all up, and we know that all through this, you are the one that remains on the throne, and we know that through you, we can get through anything. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys, that was fun. I actually enjoyed leading, but Matt, you're better at it than I am, so that's my last <laughs> one. Uh, so, yeah. So, guys, uh, yeah. So, just keep informed of what's going on. We hope to see you here on Tuesday and Thursday. And, and, yeah. Friday. and Friday and Friday and Friday it's gonna be a busy week. It is the draft again. Thursday. 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 And what's Friday? Uh, Friday is going to be Eric James Morris. Ah. So, yeah, you guys just stick with us. And uh, yeah, we're out. So I'm Ryan. I'm Matt. I'm Scoots. I'm Brian. I'm Micah. I'm the bank. I'm Jim. Lord Jim of Ireland. The Lord Jim of Ireland. Ireland. (laughs) We're out. (laughs) Sorry, my lord.